0: Religio sanity
1: episode
0: 111 back with pastor Andrew and he's holding a letter in his hand. What is that pastor?
1: It's about sanity. Oh, yeah, I, I think that it was a letter I wrote to uh, my uh, elected federal representatives uh-huh. uh, all four mm-hmm. uh, Two senators one congressman and president. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, and uh, use and abuse of religion in the current uh middle eastern conflict mm. and
0: uh, i think you should read it i would like to hear what you wrote yeah, to them. so
1: dear senator schumer i hope this message finds you well as a presbyterian parish minister and biblicist who reads a hebrew bible in original languages I'm reaching out with deep concern and after learning about certain pronouncements from Israeli politicians and military officers. My worry extends beyond the current conflict in Gaza to encompass the potential consequences for the minds and souls of those involved and the broader implications for the entire Middle East. The use of prima facie references to Amalek Amalekites and Simeon and Levi in Shechem is particularly troubling. Historically, true theologians, especially since the Enlightenment period, have refrained from quoting these passages at face value and always took significant pains to explain them within the ancient cultural context. These references are not mere esoteric or benign biblical mentions, especially when made in the context of a military conflict. They betray a state of mind and soul that raises significant concerns. There is a genuine danger that those making such commands and their audiences may be influenced by a dangerous religious ideology which then impacts their ability for critical and objective thinking. From a theological perspective, I am convinced that exercising extreme caution in our dealings with allies who subscribe to this destructive religious ideology is of a paramount importance. I appreciate your time and attention to this matter, and I trust that your wisdom and discernment Will guide you in addressing these concerns.
0: Wow! So you you sent him right to the to the text, I bet, because he wants to know what on earth this is. If he doesn't know,
1: he is himself Jewish, so he should know what mm. it is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, like half of those to whom I sent it are of a Jewish descent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. are religious people. So mm. I, I think that they should. Uh, Uh, Absolutely understand. What really caught me completely unaware uh, was uh, this whole situation Uh, because within the Christian circle, say, and and even that kind of general superficial understanding of Judaism, I never came across of quoting Amalek uh, (laughs) uh, or these, uh, I I would call it biblical satanic verses. Mm. At face value, mm-hmm. prima facie, yeah. uh, as as an incitement to war and genocide, right? Because that's th- what they are, right. you know. And I am putting it there that, uh, to my best understanding, no one, yeah. uh, am among the sane society, done this. I, I was surprised that even within the Judaism, anyone would take these uh, passages right. uh, at face uh, face value. I I checked uh, with my uh, colleague, who is a professor of Hebrew Bible and Judaism. And uh, he provided a little bit of background there. But those are extreme fringes Mm. and but they are now coming to the center. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I I probably the best to describe would be uh yes, within the Christianity, for instance, we have traditions similar to snake handlers in Appalachia, uh like in uh eastern Kentucky mm-hmm. and Tennessee, in those lost valleys uh there, uh who are taking biblical text literally and uh uh, because there is that uh, promise that the disciples of Jesus will be able to handle poisonous snakes, so mm-hmm. they are doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, to great dislike of uh, protectors of animals. Mm-hmm. But you would not find them uh, in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> the, these That's people. the alarming part. Uh, is uh, what you're or uh, and. That is still harmful only for themselves. Right. Handling snakes. Here we are talking about a similar grade of insanity, but aggressive. Right. Not
0: justifying their war efforts, is what you're saying.
1: Not only justifying war efforts, uh, but uh, framing those war efforts towards annihilation, complete gotcha. distraction of their enemies, including their families and their livestock and everything. Mm. Uh, you, you know, uh, just just to read you uh, those satanic verses. Yeah. Uh, And and, uh, interestingly, they were quoted in that uh, accusation by South Africa uh, against the State of Israel Mm. because, uh, you you know, these references to Amalek were made by no one else but uh, the Prime Minister of the State of Israel. Wow. And, um, And then it was clearly picked up by the foot soldiers who were dancing and singing and chanting uh, their desire to annihilate, to wipe out the seed of Amalek. Mm. Okay. Uh, And and again, here, the the little bit of uh, uh, biblical lingo uh, needs to seed of Amalek means uh, all their children.
0: (laughs) Mm. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh,
1: It's not any kind of uh, Storage of seats, or yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, their storehouses. No, that's their families. Got it. Uh, so, uh, it's 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 just uh, very very troubling, yeah. Uh, especially if you know the Hebrew Bible, right, and and you know the context. Uh, this, this, this is the commandment, uh, from the first Samuel. And its commandment coming from uh, God through prophet Samuel to King Saul. Mm-hmm. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all of they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Uh, funny thing is that uh, Saul did not do that uh, was uh, reprimanded the divine spirit was taken away from him mm. that is the end of his kingdom more or less uh, and then samuel this uh, towering prophetic figure of the bible goes and finishes them himself
0: mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know so yeah.
1: uh, here you have that kind of uh, violent uh, part of the hebrew bible yeah and uh so that that's a little bit of background but amalek was clearly uh almost a legendary or mythical enemy uh in in the hebrew bible uh very little can be said about them it was probably some kind of an small uh, nomadic predominantly nomadic tribe on the south uh, side of uh mm uh holy land you Mm -hmm. know and towards the sinai and maybe a little bit towards the uh, uh, arabian peninsula Uh, very little if anything is known outside of the bible about them and then they disappear shortly after uh, this period uh, uh, of the so-called unified kingdom So we are really here in the realm of legends or myths Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, nothing of the unified kingdom of King of David and so on. Mm -hmm. We talked about it before is uh, of substantial historical value Mm. Uh, and and then they are more or less uh, only a memory of that uh, and uh, as an archetypal enemy. That's that's the story of Amalek, mm. and um, uh, which disappeared from right. the scene. Uh, and right. we don't know were they really completely uh, uh, eliminated, or did, is actually this kind of story justification or explanation of uh, some uh, uh, moral burden they themselves mm. felt. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. those who were telling this story, that they eliminated Amalek. So that they made a story that God made them eliminate the Mm -hmm. Amalek. But as I said, that was a very, very small uh, group of people. Mm -hmm. Probably some kind of a nomadic tribe uh, Mm -hmm. on the fringes of of civilization. Mm -hmm. Uh, But clearly, you know, they got... But nowadays it's being re uh, Recoined, right uh, for a, a different uh, justification
0: now d- the ju-
1: justification of, of annihilation of palestinians oh, uh, and and uh, that that is uh, uh, that, that's what it is yeah. uh, and and it <clears throat> as i mentioned it, it, it is going throughout uh, israeli government and and soldiery and uh influencing their minds and it's 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 scary because it's uh, like yeah you yeah, know we, we 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 so recoiled from jihad yeah. talk yeah this is an uh this is an equivalent right of of holy war of right. jihad and i i can continue because then, a uh, commander of uh, 2908 uh, battalion of Israeli army, uh, he is not quoting Amalek, he is quoting something uh, very, very similar, uh, although different. And that is that uh, in December, that means it has been already, you know, that war has been already going for some time. And he, in authenticated video, is claiming that we entered by the Hanon and did there as uh, Shimon and Levi did in Nablus. Uh, If you hear that this way, uh, you know, what Shimon, what uh, Levi or Levi, uh, what Nablus? Uh, It's Simeon and Levi in Shechem. That's from the Bible and uh, just to tell you, uh, you might know probably there was that uh, uh, love affair or who knows what uh, uh, between Shechem who was the local non-Is- uh, non-Jewish or non-Hebrew uh, uh, son of an king or ruler of, of a town who fell in love uh, and uh, uh, abducted or escaped with uh, daughter, the only daughter, named daughter of Jacob, uh, Dina. And these were two uh, maternal brothers from between the, those twelve brothers, uh, Simeon and Levi, of uh, hers. I see. And so they took upon themselves. Uh, a vengeance. And uh, as a ploy, they requested that they'll be all circumcised. And when they were circumcised and unable to fight, they came to the city and completely de- decimated it, completely destroyed it. Uh, uh, first, they killed all the males, and then uh, the rest of the brothers came and plundered the city, took everything uh from there at least that's the story mm-hmm. uh, reading it as an theologian uh, of the 21st century or 20th and 21st century uh i, I recognize there uh substantial signs of re uh, reframed uh mythology mm-hmm. in this story so again not an history but uh but an vicious mythology mm-hmm which is then used and reframed for uh, the circulation or incorporation in the Hebrew Bible. Mm -hmm. It's actually a cautionary tale because Jacob, Israel, is then uh, quite upset with Simeon and Levi because they, uh, they used what makes Jews Jews, the circumcision, they abuse the circumcision I to see. kill the people. Uh. The known uh, consequences of circumcision that a uh, few days afterwards you are incapacitated, and they simply required uh, that they plough a play that that oh we will give you but you need to be circumcised so they get they they are really in love with that girl so they get circumcised Uh and uh, while they are dealing with uh, or healing they come upon them (laughs) and completely so they are abusing the sign of uh, their religious and uh, national identity to really decimate their enemies. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I think it is even within the Bible. It's a cautionary tale. So here this commander and and there is even his name. uh, Yair Ben David uh, or Jair or Yair 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 Ben David. uh, He is even twisting the core meaning of that. It, it is not a cautionary tale here. It, it becomes almost like an encouragement mm-hmm. uh, to do that, you know, or approval of that mm-hmm. behavior, uh, mm-hmm. completely misreading that Jacob was very upset with his sons mm-hmm. and, and uh, set them apart from the succession. Right. They, they were like uh, second and third in succession after Judah. Judah disqualified himself for his behavior bad, and here these two disqualify themselves for their bad behavior uh, to become uh, the leaders of their tribe. Uh, And and so, uh, and that's the biblical theology, and Mm -hmm. here they are then taking it uh, and twisting it so that it would fit that genocidal Mm -hmm. or ethnic cleansing here but no genocidal because they are killing all the male um, purposes you know or desires or designs mm-hmm. uh, and and so uh, that that's that's another uh, very worrisome dimension here uh, if, if you if you think about it really extreme fringes somewhere there probably uh, are they're treating these passages this way. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't been in in any civilized, cultured discourse among the theologians wow. ever. And now it is surfacing. These texts, these ugly satanic texts yeah. about the biblical jihad, really, are suddenly surfacing among the highest ranks of of, of Israeli politics. Wow. An army. Yeah. uh and that's not all Uh, i can continue you know there are other theological concerns which which surface together with that because uh uh, like they are quoting the children of light and children of darkness okay uh and you can say oh that's an uh, just a metaphor or something like that oh it is not Mm. a metaphor because uh, that is a direct quotation from the war scroll in the Qumran uh, literature or Qumran library. Uh, there is uh, actually there were several scrolls with almost identical text. Uh, one uh, found in uh, cave number one and one of uh, more fragments found in cave number four. And it is known as the War Scroll or the Rule of War uh, or the War of the Sons of Light against the Sons of Darkness. Mm. And it's a substantial text, uh, rather feverish and crazy, I would say, mixing together the the parts of... uh, Uh, rephrasing some of the uh, Hebrew Bible texts and and putting them into this context of a holy war, jihad. Uh, And uh, aiming or going after uh, the enemies. Uh, That scroll describes the war which comes in, in four waves. And eventually leads in complete annihilation of uh, enemies again mm. so here you have again that kind of genocidal uh, dimension of that uh, coming mm. and and that is why mixing religion and politics and or religion and war especially is such a bad idea uh, and and there is I'm still not done. Okay, (laughs) because then there are uh, then there are uh, uh, generals uh, or minister of defense and uh, army coordinator uh, for the those occupied territories talking about human animals Mm. and that has been taken uh, by international community and now in uh, by uh, uh, international court of justice uh it was presented uh, only as uh, as dehumanizing uh, of the enemies uh, taking away their humanity but you, you know after coming across these kind of uh Biblical references and Qumran references, I said, wait a moment. (laughs) There is is a religious background for human animals as well. Not biblical, not uh, apocryphal, Mm. like from Qumran literature. Uh, More recent, or at least I was able to find, uh, there was an Abraham Isaac Cook who was a chief rabbi of, in Jerusalem uh, in the first half of the 20th century? But he uh, kind of put in place a school of uh, uh, re- religious Zionism. A number of rabbis uh, kind of he, he educated and then they educated their own. That now it'll be like in third generation. But there is a quotation from this uh, uh, Abraham Isaac Cook, uh, uh, which is doing exactly the same thing uh, of dehumanizing anyone, everyone, or Goyim, uh, all non-Jewish people. Mm. Uh, The difference between the Israelite soul and soul of all other peoples in their various forms is greater and deeper than the difference between the soul of man and the soul of animals. Mm. For between that, the latter, there is only a quantitative difference. While between the former, there exists a qualitative, essential difference. Mm. So here you Mm -hmm. see that where where it is coming from. Mm -hmm. It it is again religiously uh, anchored. Right. This calling everyone else, or here in this case, Palestinians, uh, human animals Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and dehumanizing because of the religious background and this uh, religious, uh, some form of religious fanatism. Uh, I'm not an expert in Judaism. This is predominantly coming from my interest uh, in the Hebrew Bible and here being suddenly completely godsmack yeah you, you know surprised uh, shocked yeah. I, I don't know how the, the, what are the stronger expressions mm-hmm. of, of finding the texts all theologians are dancing on tiptoes around mm-hmm. try to explain within the context of ancient barbarism yeah it it has also simply spread because politicians, I know those politicians, politicians would not use something, would not speak about something if they did not know beforehand that it'll click, that it'll Mm -hmm. connect. They are using the the most common denominator kind of language with whom they want to or whom they want to address. Mm And that tells me also that substantial parts of that army they were talking to or and, and so on are on the same or similar wavelength mm. and that makes me even more worried. Mm-hmm. We are here kind of becoming party into some kind of an ancient holy work concept. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't want to.
0: Right. And America is implicated in this. And
1: America is deeply implicated in it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's
0: not just something happening somewhere. And, um,
1: and, 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 and in, in Europe already uh, they are looking into keeping their own politicians who are getting uh, connected to this uh, accountable. Mm. Because in their own laws, uh, they have uh, like uh, uh, helping uh, uh, war crime and and supporting them mm. directly in, oh, and indirectly, even in speeches, mm-hmm. is is a criminal act mm. in Europe. I don't know how much it is here in America, but one would assume that to some degree it is. Mm-hmm. Also, so uh, and, and that—that's that, the criminal level. Yeah. Then there is a moral level that you know being implicated in this is just uh, horrendous. It—it it is a stain on our conscience. But what really caught my attention and why I religio sanity the thinking about the title and and so on. Uh, of, of our podcast, I, I realized that this needs to be lifted up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, regardless. And, and uh, you know, if you bring me in rabbi here, I will challenge that.
0: Well, I have uh, a feeling the rabbi is going to be uh, uh, equally outraged. And they should outraged. challenge it. They, th- they uh,
1: should uh, be similarly uh, We, should, have a, we uh, should
0: make this a call out to, to rabbis. Yeah, yeah you know What, what is arms. your
1: reaction to this? Yeah.
0: Because uh, if th- there are th- true theologians like you're saying, who have struggled with these texts Yeah, and so they should be as up in arms at the, at the you know, flippant use of them in this way.
1: Yeah, and, and I know that, you know, there is a shared humanity uh, there yeah. and uh, there is a long-standing uh, tradition, for instance, that some passages from Ezekiel, for instance, were forbidden to be read by, uh, by people Uh, by rabbis uh, uh, that they would forbid people reading it until a certain age because they are so violent against women, Mm -hmm. for instance. And so that tells you that, yes, it's a holy text (laughs) and everything which is there is holy, but there are nuances, there are ways of approaching it. And if it is viciously violent against women, uh, then you know it it stays there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But people are discouraged of reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Until they are, I don't know. I will now make it up. Uh, I think thirty-five years old or forty or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, so that you would not get any bad ideas. <laughs> yeah. You know, hoping that by that age uh, you will become mature enough to to, to recognize that uh, again. You know, the, the, this is ugly metaphors, right, <laughs> you know, or right, something like that. Right. Yeah.
0: So people should maybe write their representatives like you did. Would you recommend that at the end here?
1: Uh, I, I did what I, I, I felt I, I needed you to do. You felt compelled to do uh, that because yeah, of your expertise. But, but, you know, just <laughs> spreading it and being aware of it. And, and, and should that continue p- paying attention to that? And if we come across some of this kind of dangerous uh, use and abuse of our faith, and here I can include myself into that same or similar tradition, like we on this podcast talked about it many times. Yeah, uh, Christianity is just a branch, you know, charismatic, mm-hmm. uh, uh, apocalyptic kind of branch uh, on uh, on on the tree of Judaism, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so challenging it, being aware of it, and and certainly not being uh, if if it eventually makes into american media uh, that uh, uh, that process uh, in front of the international court of justice uh, it it appeared a little bit uh, it it is much broadly reported uh, throughout the world that's the other thing uh, you know like recognizing how uh, I I don't know what it is. Uh it might be self-censorship or c- control of the news. Yeah. Um uh, but th- that's that's becoming over especially with the younger generation because they are getting their news wherever they want uh on their cell phones uh and uh that, that has definitely dangers also coming with it because then it is not filtered, not, right. uh, uh, there could be all sorts of uh, crazy stuff uh, of, of another kind. Yeah. But there is less and less control over na- the narrative and, and that's also why younger generation is more upset about this whole situation yeah. than the older folks who are probably watching their telly right only right. Uh, and and th- there is little if anything there but uh, you know uh, returning back to that uh, accusation by by South Africa I, I think that you know theologically that is definitely spot on mm-hmm and and concerningly spot on and that that was what i wanted to talk about today you know and 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 bring in and we will have a public forum in our church uh, on sunday Uh, this podcast might come after which is all right uh this is like an alternative and for me yeah partly preparing for the public forum in our church to discuss it
0: yeah well i appreciate you bringing it here for Mm -hmm. our listeners
1: yeah, and sorry, you know, often I try to have those uplifting and spiritually <laughs> edifying podcasts or stories, but sometimes it, it needs to be this serious. Yes,
0: and we appreciate it.